What is up, people, and welcome back to the Highline Podcast. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. And we're in the thick of this Christmas period now. So what we're going to be doing today is going through one of the most chaotic roller coaster of a Premier League weekends. But then we have a brand new game week to talk about starting tomorrow. So I think we need to kick off with the biggest game of the week, which was on paper. City against Spurs. It definitely delivered as well. It it did it did in scoreline. We like it's 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 one of those. It's a scoreline that if I saw it beforehand, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but I was surprised how the game went. The game was strange and weird. It was, we both everything that everything that Spurs have been this season. Every game yeah. Spurs seem to be involved in is just chaos. Like I I sat down after the game and I tried to make sense of this. I I said I thought City were pretty poor. Yet, yeah. I can't believe Spurs came away with a point. Which, I think, which is a really hard thing to make sense of. I think Spurs got what they deserved for just not straying away from their beliefs. I think they're such testament to that. Do because, you? Like, are you, are you trailing more in towards like buying into it now? For what Spurs want to be right now, their game plans and their reluctance to stray away from it... Mm is getting them results in big games. Yeah. Unlike what some teams are going for in sitting back. Like Spurs, you think about the games, they got the results, got result at Arsenal, got the result against Liverpool, got the results against City. Yeah, Chelsea was a shit show. Mm. But but they went down to nine men there. They went down to nine men. Like the likes of the Villa game, they could have been 4-0 up mm. at half time. It's going to work sometimes and it's not going to work other times. Yeah. But when it works, they reap the rewards of it. Mm. It's a bonus for them when they do get those results. Like I, I, I thought, again, it was it was a stage of 2-1 to City. Again, Hallam missed a few sitters. But it was a stage of 2-1 to City where, again, I looked and I said, we actually both looked at each other and we said, man, City don't care. City, have, like, City have become complacent. Like City just looked in first gear. Mine second or third. They were just... They could have easily turned it up a notch for five, ten minutes, put Spurs away, made some subs to bring on some younger lads like Rico Lewis, who did end up coming on and having that kind of energy to see the game out. But they were just so complacent. They've become very complacent team. Like it's nine goals conceded in their last three games. Mm. That's not like City it's at all. Like City. And the thing with City is at the minute that will worry them is City are scoring goals for fun like they are used to. But they're conceding a lot more goals than they'd like. Like I look, you look at Grealish who came on there at the weekend again, and he scored what he thought was the winner at the time. Everyone thought it was the winner. Yeah, City go three two up at the Etihad in that yeah. scenario. No like, team has a prayer. They get their foot on the ball. Yeah. They pass it around. They pass you to death, and the game is dust. But somehow Spurs make a half chance. Yeah, and they've like this season. You have to say they've sent, they've sort of been taking them. It's pure utter belief. Yeah. They completely believe what they're doing is going to get them results and that's paying off for them. Like, I think I've seen the Sky Sports pundits at the end of the game, they were saying how Hyung Min Sun, who is, he's getting to the peak of his career now, he's captain of Spurs, but he leads that team by example. Yeah. He's constantly hunting down players. He leads that press. He's leads that entire team. And for a player who must have been down in the dumps in the summer with Kane leaving, it was a big responsibility to take on the captaincy. No one expected anything from Spurs. Son has grabbed that team and he's dragged them up. And we've Madison has got a lot of credit, and rightly so. He's been fantastic. But I think Hyungmin's son deserves all the credit in the world for how he's got that team and dragged them through the trenches with him. City, of course, could have had another winner. They could have. Which, very odd. Very strange. Like, when you look back on the replay of that moment, he does give advantage. Mm. And it's when the ball is played and Grealish is put through, he blows. It was it's a mistake. A, it was a mistake. And it was a big mistake. It's a huge mistake. Grealish is in. Whether Grealish finishes or has yeah. the pace to get there is another thing, but he's in. Yeah. And if you're going to play advantage, you just got to... It was almost like you seen Haaland was playing the pass and was like, oh, well, this is going to be... Nothing. But if you really look at it, it's after Haaland kicks it, he, he blows it. Yeah. Like, he's truly in. And Haaland's reaction, he's going to get punished for it. He's not. He's, he's after been cleared. Has he been? Yeah. 
No punishment. But I seen Haaland's reaction as, yeah. yeah, he's frustrated by what the referee has done. But I think a bit of Haaland is like, I could have this game put to bed. He knew, he knew his misses are cost yeah. City that day. And they haven't really caught up with him yet this season. But yeah. Haaland has been missing chances. Yeah. He's not been as clinical as he was last year. Now, he's still putting up ridiculous numbers. But that's, but that's Haaland. City striker, yeah. That's Haaland. But this was the game where his missed chances really caught up with City. And you could I think that's what really was irking at him. Yeah. And I think it will either light a fire under his belly and he'll come back and bang a hat-trick against mm. Villa during the week. Or it might it's could be the first big test of Haaland's Premier League career. That he's it could get to his head a little bit because those uh, that chance he missed <coughs> At the weekend wasn't like him at all. No, the the first one. Where yeah, the where the ball is played across the box. The ball, it, and it, it is for Haaland. It's an open goal. It is. It is an open goal, and he's pulled it badly. Badly. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't think Haaland will struggle. I think he'll get back on the horse. No problem. He'll be fine. He's he's yeah. never seemed to struggle. I've no, I can't imagine him. Struggling. It's just one to keep an eye on. Yeah, like you could, you could have said that about the, the, when he came to the league first, the charity shield howler. Yeah. When he lost and he was fine. So I don't think... I Seems think a different City team though. They just have taken their eye I off would, the ball a little bit. What I would bit. say is, at full time, I know there was a few went mad at the time, but it was really Haaland who really went crazy. Obviously, he's in very, very young stage of his career. He seems mad to win. He doesn't seem finished. Where the other City team, his teammates, the likes of the older boys, Rodri, Diaz, who'd been there a while, they've won everything. They just seem not as pissed. And the, it's the, almost like, yeah, we've lost, but look, we'll, be fine. we'll get there. Yeah. We'll finish it in the end. When and I think that's, I think that's risky them. business with risky. the way Arsenal and Liverpool are going on. Yeah, it's very risky, especially with the way Arsenal are playing at the minute. Uh, Liverpool. They're digging, they've dug out a result at the weekend. Four yeah. amazing goals. Four amazing goals. But there's, a, as I've said it before. I thought they were cruising at the beginning. They kind of went, they kinda were poor like at the back. City. They went really poor, yeah. They were poor at the back. Those three goals they gave away are dreadful goals to concede. We we had a domestic about Trent's positioning. I was worried this is going to come. Yeah, we, I, I don't know what other people think. He needs to be played further forward. It's 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 a ridiculous that they even risk him defensively. How poor he is defensively. I have he he. But look at his goals. I know the the Leno was given the own goal, but the free yeah. kick was no, free kick. The, I, I will never. I will never ever underestimate and discredit Trent's footballing ability his technique mm. his striking of a ball his passing of a mm. ball his crossing of a ball all of them technical ball strike all of that it's world class it's the best in the league he has it, the best technique in the league I've said that since 2018-19 I've said that yeah but when I look at a central midfielder, and I presume when you're talking about Trent playing in midfield, you want him playing as a right-sided eight, I where Sabasai is playing. I play him right-sided eight. When you, there's a difference when Trent is coming on in that inverted position. He's receiving the ball, coming onto it, facing the goal. That's where he can get the ball out of his feet, spray it and passes, swing that cross, strike, coming onto it, strike that shot. He's playing as an eight. He's coming in, he's getting it with his back to goal. He's getting not it in, always. He, not always, but that's part of the game he's yeah. going to have to get used to. Yeah. He's getting it in the pockets. He has to learn how to take the ball on the half turn. There's in the Barclays Premier League, that is such a difficult thing to do. There's so many midfielders in this league that have played midfield their entire lives and they can't do that. Mm. I think it's very it's unfair on Trent to expect him to just be able to walk into a Premier League midfield. While yes, he has fantastic football technique to just be able to walk in and be a central midfielder in a team as unforgiven as Liverpool. Because Trent is an incredibly criticised footballer, as is. He makes one mistake and he's everywhere. He's berated. He is slammed. But no, let me finish here now. Because I need to articulate my point here. Because it's irking me, these conversations, badly. For Trent to become that central midfielder in that team, he needs at least a season of midfield every game to learn that position. And he will make bad mistakes. He will give the ball away cheaply. The other team will go up the pitch, bang a goal. He'll 
get the ball on the half turn, give it away. He'll strike shots because he'll be getting balls in more dangerous areas. So he'll be striking balls. It could be blocked. It could be taking the wrong decisions. You're go- you'll need patience. And I think there's enough in saying, surely Klopp has thought this could work. And he's tried it in training a couple of times. Maybe he tried it in preseason. He had an opportunity there in the summer. He did a midfield clear out. He could have went, okay, the midfield clear out's done. Time for Trent. Time to move him into midfield and see how it goes. He signed Endo, Gravenberch, Sobislai and McAllister all in the one summer. So it's as clear an indication as any that he sees Trent as a right back and not as midfielder. There's something going on there and now everyone can sit on their couches and go, oh Jesus Christ, Trent should be playing in midfield. He's got the most amazing technique in the world and he's got the most fantastic football and ability. The coaches are watching him every day and they're going, Trent can't play in midfield. Because if they did think that Trent's able to play in midfield, the perfect opportunity was in the summer. They wouldn't have signed half the midfielders. They would have just put Trent in there and signed a right back. Right, done. I'm gonna There's pick, my rant. Done. I'm going to pick apart every point you've made. You go, I'm going to start with the point that Trent is one of the most criticised footballers, which he is. Right, he makes one mistake and it's highlighted. The reason for that is he makes that same mistake over and over again. He is. He looks already like a midfielder who's trying to play right back. He already looks like he... If you told me this guy is actually a midfielder, he, he's been, just been put a right back, they're, they're, they're at a crisis at the minute. I'd say fair. The guy's unbelievable, but he can't defend. Going on from that, your point about Klopp not signing mid. I think him transitioning Trent into midfield, which he does every game, is, and has been part of the rev of the I think this is, revision in his I career. I think this is Klopp's way of, rather than horsing him in midfield, starting there, taking a position immediately, it's morphing him this way into a midfield role. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that's the best way for Trent to play is inverted there, not... Absolutely. But you're talking about, okay, you, you mentioned the fact that if he if he was just thrown into midfield, okay? He was just pretending he was not... A, there was a Joe Gomez put right back and Trent is thrown at the right side of eight. And you're talking about him losing the ball in the in the other team's half. Because he will. He'll make those mistakes. That's fine. I understand the point you make. Personally, I think he's enough of ability to get there in less than a season. You talk to me about evidence with Chelsea. What evidence have you? The, 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 his technical ability. That's my evidence I'm going off. I think he's technically good enough. But just, just let's go for an example. You're talking about all the mistakes he will make. And he will make mistakes. That's no problem. Every midfielder already in the league does. And the other team will go down and bang. He's, he's already making so many mistakes that cost goals because of he's played deeper. He's in the last line of defense as a right back. He's not a good defender. That's why I wouldn't even have him in the six. I wouldn't even chance him in a lone six role because he's just not good enough defender. So if I'm as a manager, I'm thinking, okay, would I rather try Trent making a mistake in the, in the midfield eight position where at least he'll have a six and a full line of defense and Allison to beat? Until it's a goal. Or would I rather not be able to track back and make that mistake in the last line of defence where I have him as a right back? I'm picking in the eight position every single time. Let him make his mistakes there, no problem. Because I know I'm still going to get, and he's still going to be in more of a position to do what he can do best. And that's win games like he did the, uh, last weekend with the quality he has because he will be up there more. Now he's still up there a lot because Klopp has transitioned him to that higher role. But he is... Make your mistakes higher up the pitch. He's not a good defender. Make them up there if you want. And contribute more because he's going to be up there more. I, I, I know I'm questioning Klopp here and I know it's a big enough... He's a phenomenal manager. I don't get still keeping him... The, the only reason I can see that he's keeping him at right back is because Joe Gomez might be worse. I actually think Joe Gomez is actually worse than Trent at defending. And Trent can still give you that ability going forward at right back with his crossing ability and he can still have the benefit of three really good midfielders in midfield that's the reason I think he's not absolutely shoving them in midfield because I don't think he fancies whether it be in the market last summer especially who he has at the club right now that they have a good enough right back to even cover there but <coughs> that money they spent I mean they spent 70 million on Sobislai they spent 45 on McAllister yeah. 40 on Gravenberch and I think only 15 on Endo but what, could they not have spent that money 
on a right back if Trent was good enough to be played in midfield. The only there's two things with that, right? There's two there's two reasons. Maybe in preseason he wasn't sure whether Trent he would have liked to try midfield fully. And number two is I don't know was there a right back in the market he thought could 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 fit that role. But that's what Liverpool do is they find these players and they put them there. Like no one knew no maybe one thought Robertson was going to be there. Absolutely, but maybe they just had them last summer. Like so, when I see Sabah <coughs> there, do you see what I, I, no, I mean? I do get the argument. I a hundred percent get the argument, but I just think that some of us fans need to take off our sitting on the couch and taking things as face value and actually think about playing central midfield in the Premier League. It's completely different kettle of fish mm. for a player that has played right back his whole professional career. Mm. And I think with Trent, there's a bit of give and take. I think he's world class in the position he's in right now. And they have Sabaslai, who is potentially world class in that position. No, he's not world class. He's, not he's potentially, like I said he's not world class now, but he's potentially. I don't think Trent can do what Sabaslai does in there. Sabaslai is gritty. Gets in, he gets stuck yeah. in, he can pick the pass, he can hit the shot. But he gives, he's all rounded. All of them Liverpool midfielders, they're all rounded. Trent, if he plays in midfield, Trent's still going to have to defend in midfield. Mm-hmm. Trent's not all rounded. And Klopp, from what I've seen in the profiles he's signing, he wants all rounded midfielders that gives him good in everything. Mm. What Trent gives him now, he's, you see, he's delivering at the minute. So don't fix what's not broken. It is. Bro- he's cost them too much at that back line. He's made too many mistakes. He's not a good. Like, I think him personally, he's they've lost Champions League because of his mistakes at that back. He is. He is such a weak defender. Like he's such a weak defender. And you say yeah, Trent is brilliant and he's he's world class in his position. His world class traits are not right back traits. His world class traits are midfield traits. His passing ability. His, his crossing, yeah, absolutely, crossing can be a right-back trait. But a right-back at first primary role is a defender. Uh, that's, that's the primary role of a right-back. You can argue different with right-wing-backs. Right-back, your primary role is to defend. And he is simply not good enough. He's a better attacker than defender, and he's playing in defence. What world-class abilities do inverted right-backs need? I still think, I still think top of the list is defending. I still think at the top of a list of... You can call it inverted, right back, any fullback. Fuck inverted, any fullback. You need to be a good defender. That's just my opinion. I don't think any defender, any right back, no matter how good you are on the ball, can be a, as bad a defender as Trent. I don't think we're ever going to see eye to eye no. on this. But I, I still think, like I know you say the evidence isn't there. He came into the role at the six in the last 20 minutes of the last game and he was the difference. He was absolutely the difference. And I, I know you can't see eye to eye, but there's, there's, I know it's only 20 minutes. He was the difference because he scored there. the goal. No, he broke line passes. He was, he was absolutely phenomenal. He didn't put a foot wrong. I still see your point, for example, the game before last, what goal was it? He, the, goal, the player just was through two players and it was, one of them was Trent in midfield, in that role I'm talking about. So he absolutely is, can make that mistake, but he'll make that same mistake at right back. It won't always be a goal from midfield. It more than likely will be from right back. That's just my opinion. He won them the game from midfield the last day. I think he's absolutely world class in that position. From the small, small pool of evidence I have from when he inverts or when they need a goal at the, at the, in, in the last minute and Klopp just puts Joe Gomez on and puts Trent in midfield, he looks way better, way better and impacts going forward way more because he's in the position to you have to recognise what you saw in the last 20 minutes of the last game I and d- not disregard it. I do recognise that. Which is, in my, I know it's small, but it's evidence. It's evidence of what I'm saying. He should play there. It's different though. Fulham are on the, are on the back foot. They're Absolutely. sitting back. They're protecting the lead. There's Absolutely. more space in there for him. Absolutely. This, these are all things you have to take into account. Completely, but Liverpool being Liverpool, being one of the better teams in the league, will more often than not be in a position where they're the pushers rather than they're, they're, they're rarely in a low block where Trent is just sat defending in a midfield position. They're going to be the, the people going forward and trying to break another team down. 
that's taken up an awful lot of time. Yeah. That's, I actually love to hear other people's opinion on that. No, I would as well. Like, I actually, I know... I would as well, but I don't think my stance on that is going to move. I'd happily be proven wrong. Yeah. Because there's no doubt Trent Alexander-Arnold's a joy of a footballer. Unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He's a poor defender. I just think it takes a... It's just a lot harder than people seem to think. I'm not playing into midfield. I'm not saying it'll... It's not me dismissing how hard it is to play midfield. It's more so me backing what I see from Trent already. I think he's good enough to play there. Yeah. I think he's a world-class football. Well, I think as long as Klopp's there, I don't think he's going to play midfield, so you might have to play it. <coughs> I think, but I, like I said, this is, I think he's morphing into that. I just think he will play there. I think we will see it. I think they'll keep it as is. I think they'll keep him as the inverted fullback. But anyways, yeah. big win for Arsenal. Huge win for Arsenal as well, as, as well as Liverpool. Do you, have you changed your stance that maybe Arsenal are closer to City than Liverpool are right now? Or do you still think it's really close? I think it's close, but I think Arsenal have a higher ceiling this season that yeah. they can reach. I think I think you said it before, Liverpool are closer to their best right now than Arsenal are. I think Arsenal still have another few gears to go up. And yeah, I would, deeper into the season, I can see Arsenal being better equipped to go deep into the season and cause City problems. And what did you think of them at the weekend? Started off great, bit, ner- bit nervy towards the end, but yeah. they were brilliant at the start and the forward players were electric again. And Jesus was great. Jesus was phenomenal. Yeah. I think I said it to you, when they scored that second goal to put them two up, Jesus is everything. He's, he, when he's, he's the linker. He's everything good about that Arsenal attack. Yeah, yeah he criticised because he doesn't score as much as he should. But if Odegaard is scoring... Saka is scoring Martinelli is scoring they can get Havertz amongst the goals even playing Trossard in midfield which is a strange one but there's goals all over that pitch even if Jesus isn't the main contributor so they can keep Jesus fit get a striker in January so they can mix it up for different kind of games and Arsenal will they'll cause City problems both Arsenal and Liverpool are away to newly promoted clubs. Arsenal away to Luton. Yeah. And Liverpool away to Sheffield. You think that's easy wins? Should be. Yeah. Luton be tougher. Yeah. Sheffield, of course, with the manager gone and look poor. Do you think they'll get any manager bounce on, on Wednesday? I don't think they have the squad. <coughs> and Liverpool are full of goals. Yeah. I don't see... Liverpool should win that game. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal should win against Luton. It's another test for them. But they should definitely win. Luton... Luton in a good vein of form as well. Like they're get, they've gotten results, especially at home. Like they caused Liverpool an upset. So never say never, but I think if Arsenal have ambitions of winning that league, yeah. it's the kind of games they have to win comfortably. And another huge result for the teams fighting, vying for the top four. Newcastle comfortable winners at home yeah. to Man United. The scoreline does it not reflect, reflect that game at all. What do you think of the game? I thought you saw a team that's willing to die to get three points and a team against a team that doesn't care whether they get the three points or not. Yeah. Newcastle, man to man, all over the pitch, fought for each other. Follow team instructions. Newcastle are everything that United are not. Yeah. Upstairs and on the pitch. The way they do their business, the football department they have, not overspending on players, even though these teams know they have money. Then on the pitch, how has his instructions, the players follow them, 100% commitment, fight for each other, high press, intensity, everything. <clears throat> if new if Man United played football at Old Trafford, like Newcastle play at St. James's Park, Old Trafford would be on site every single week. Yeah. Without a doubt. Ten, Eddie Howe Eddie Howe and Ten Hag have had similar Eddie Howe's been in the job a bit longer. But he picked up a far worse team. Yeah. And they've spent similar amounts of money. And Eddie Howe's footprint is all over that team. And Ten Hag's footprint is nowhere to be seen. When you look at Man United, where do you think they go from here? And do you think it's... 
Like, do you think it's Ten Hag's problem that you can't see his footprint all over the team? And, te- and you can see Eddie Howe's? It's a little bit of both. I think Ten Hag's been very unfortunate with injuries. Like, the injury crisis at United... So was Newcastle. ...cannot be ignored. Yeah. You can make the point Newcastle have had injuries as well. Ten Hag has had off-field issues to deal with. Mm-hmm. Ten Hag has had to single-handedly run the recruitment. But his team are not performing on the pitch. And at the end of the day, the book stops with him. When your team is not performing on the pitch, it's on the manager. And they have not got a result against a top nine team since they beat Spurs 3-0 under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in 2021. It's ridiculous. They're not good enough away from home against the top half teams. That's where you're judged. You're not judged off picking teams in the bottom half apart. You're judged off of how you approach the big games, the tough games. And they're not getting the job done. And Ten Hag has, can be an architect of his own downfall with the way he sets his teams up. Like, they've received thrashings and he persists with not shutting up shop. He'll take the hammering to kind of show, well, look, I went for it. Where I, where I have an issue or a question, Ten Hag, is... He made some strong decisions throughout his tenure at United in terms of he clearly had wanted nothing to do with kind of the McFred role. So Fred was yeah. obviously sold. McTominay was really wanted. Did They really wanted to sell McTominay. Yeah. Magu- he really wasn't on for Maguire. He was 50. Yeah. Evans was ahead of him recently. Yeah. They wanted to sell Maguire. Maguire didn't want to go. Again, Ten Hag brought in Anthony for a huge fee. Backed him hugely. Casemiro was brought in. You know, Mount was his this staple midfield signing of the season, and when I when you look back, McTominay ended up starting ahead of Mount. Yep. After him saying no, McTominay is not for me, and Mount is. Maguire is now the best centre half right now. He's yep. starting ahead of Varane, who at one stage was the best centre half on the planet. Yeah. Uh, Anthony is not good. No. On evidence since his signing, he's he's. You know, when you when you put it all together, he's not been good. No. That's an awful lot of critical errors in judgment that he's already having to reverse and go back on to try and to try and scramble a result. And I feel like he made those decisions because he looked at those players and said, They don't have the capabilities of playing like I want to play. And it's almost like he's now disregarding his own philosophy yeah. to try and get points just to try and get points and I think that's why you're looking at this team and you're thinking I don't I don't see any style of Ten Hag here and it's because of he's really battling his own demons and how he even yeah. he's so confused I think he's lost in how to approach this this job now if you think about even like the mood in that football department right now they all know their jobs are gone yeah they're gone yeah they're finished and Ten Hag must have a fair idea <coughs> That if a new regime is coming in here and he's they're clearing out the entire football structure, more often than not, that results in that regime wants in their own manager as well. So ten in the back of Ten Hag's mind must be, well, I could be on the way out here as well. The players clearly don't buy into it anymore, but that's that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because this is this is essentially the same the same thing that's happened. The same squad that Ollie, have thrown Ragnick, all of them. Numerous managers under the bus. Yeah. So there was something ridiculous like it was Ram- eight, when, eight, eight of the first of the of starting Ragnick's. eleven. Eight of the starting eleven against Newcastle were playing for United when Rangnick was there. And Rangnick said these guys, the ten of these people need gone. Rangnick said that the team needed open heart surgery mm. and they needed eleven new players. And it hasn't happened. And it hasn't happened. So, but I think it's down to the football department. It's not like players. It's, oh, it's, an, it's, it's entirely not like players haven't been bought. It's entirely down to the Glazers and the football department and the legacy that the Glazers are leaving behind them. This is that's where all this stems from. That's the problem. Ten Hag. I don't think a manager should be immune from criticism, but I think it should cut him a bit of slack as well. Right. But for what we see on the football pitch, the standards are not there at all. Mm. They're far too easy to play against. They have been all season. I can't remember one good performance in the Premier League. Never mind the Champions League where they've scored goals and against Galatasaray midweek, they showed signs, they showed glimmers. United are the most inconsistent team I've 
this season I think I've ever seen. You don't like most of the time for an inconsistent team, you go, I don't know what I'm gonna see from one game to the next. Which United you don't know what you're gonna see from one minute to the next. Yeah. They could be fantastic for ten minutes, dire for another ten minutes, and then nick a goal the next minute. Yeah. It's they are impossible to predict. And that that'll be the case until until something changes up upstairs. Really. Two two huge games as well in the next coming days for these two teams. Yeah. You have Newcastle that they go to Goodison. What way do you see that going? That's a really tough it's game. It's a really tough one to call. Like I think I have this one down. I, I, I'm going to call a draw. I just I just think Newcastle still have their injuries. They've put in a good performance against United. I think Everton are on the... I, they had a great result the last day as well. Yeah. It's a hard one to call. It is a hard one to call. I think... I think I think there that will be a draw. I agree. I think that will be a draw. And United have a huge home game, and they're inviting Chelsea to Old Trafford. Yeah, that that could go either way. Either. I, that that is an impossible call, and I'm not yeah. saying that because that's because they're both incredibly inconsistent. You don't know what team of each you're going to get. If, che- if you if you get both, if you get the best of both, it'll be a great game. I think. I, th- I think if you get the best of both, I think United will win. Yeah. If you get the worst of both, I think it's just going to be a, a messy draw. Mm. Um. So it's 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 a tough one. It's Pochettino really will have to be looking at that performance by United at the weekend and thinking, "Come on, lads, we can get a good win here." The only thing about that is it's one of those. It, last weekend was so poor for Man United. It's one of those that will cause Ten Hag to reshuffle, yeah. rethink, rephrase. So I think. Potch would have probably wished that that dreadful performance came against him. Yeah. Because then he'd, they'd have got away with it. Whereas I but think... I, I, this, that's the thing with Ten Hag. He's been prone to change in the past, but he hasn't changed much this season at all. Yeah. Rashford's still starting. But it's the thing of... Yeah, but it's the thing of... We've... United have been poor, but like up until the last game, they've been the most informed team in the league. So they have been getting that's, wins. Yeah, that sums up their season. Completely. So the, they have been getting wins recently. Yeah. And they were in quite a good position until the result. They've grinded the out wins. So Ten Hag was kind of like, okay, well, if we can just improve the performance, the wins will keep coming. Yeah. So I think that's why he didn't change. But I think the weekend was so bad, I think he's going to have to. So Just very quickly, I just want to ask your opinion yeah. on Mark Strashford because he has caught a lot of flack in the media after yeah. his performance the weekend. I think he's been dreadful. I think he's been worse than dreadful. Would you say he's been as bad, if not worse, than that se- last season with Ollie, where he came back from the injury and he couldn't play I, football? Yeah, I, I remember that. Do you remember I think it's the same. I think it's the same. I think it's the same Rashford. He, the, I think it's worse. He looks like he can't dribble. Like the ball just is ballooning off his feet. Yeah. But it, it, like, this is my opinion. Every time he gets the ball, he's he's rolling the dice. He he he'll do a chop into players. Hopefully, he'll get a bobble that gets him out and gets some confidence in him. He'll he'll do one of those really heavy touches into a lad and hope it goes through his legs and he'll get on the other end of it and use his pace. That's all okay. That's a, that's forgivable. What's unforgivable is his jogging back. His he's looking at a threatening attack as a spectator, like, and he's not too far from it. And he's just looking at this attack like, oh my God. Some of the clips is unacceptable. I felt awful for wan at the weekend. <laughs> he was on his own. It was, const- it was just Livermento yeah. and Gordon just hounding. And it's no surprise that the, that the only Newcastle goal came down the left with Gordon. Like, I mean, he's a liability. He's he's definitely doing an awful lot more damage for the team than he, than, than he's he's providing. I wouldn't have him near the starting 11. He clearly has a bee in his bonnet about playing right wing. But that's... It's it's he's, I, he's there's the, no excuse he's the Manchester for that. lad. He's he is the man come through the academy since he was whatever. He's 26 now. He's not a child. He needs to grab that team and 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 give them a dig out at times. And that doesn't even mean with a goal here or an assist here. Example. That means with an attack a tackle. Example. Put in a tackle. I, I, disgusted. I I mean he's like it's re- clear that everyone in that club from academy looks up to him. He yeah. is. Like he's, he's the dream. He's the goal. He's, the he's dream. what you want to do. But even even aside from him coming up through the academy, he has a certain status in the world. Like he's a, he's at Super Bowls. He's on sneaker shop. Like he's he, one of he's, he's one of Nike's. Superstar. He's one of Nike's main he, faces. He has the signature boot with Nike. He is a superstar. He's one of the biggest players in the league. He's one of the most famous footballers in the world. 
but you could he's he he's just he he's believing his own hype now at the minute and he's not yeah. he's got his big contract and he's not he's not working. It's looking really bad. I wouldn't have him near a starting eleven on Garnacho's got that left wing over him. Oh, there's a reason there's a reason he's been shifted to the right. Like you think going back last season, Ra- Marcus Rashford coming in off the left. And yet when Garnacho has started playing decently, who's the one that's moved? Yeah. It's not Garnacho on the right. It's it's Rashford because he's not good enough. Yeah. Rashford's not good enough to be holding in that left wing. I wouldn't have him on the starting pitch, never mind the right wing. No, I think Ten Hag has persisted with him enough this season. I think it's time Rashford holds the bench for he a while. He really needs to, like, and I, like, I never thought I'd say And it, as, long, as long as Hoyland is fit, Anthony Martial can't start games for them. Martial was a cancer out there. Just jogging along. I, I don't know, I can't. There's an awful lot wrong. It's the same there is issues. an awful just, lot wrong with I, our club. I, I could have said these these same points two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. So it's the same issues. I mean, they just need rid at this stage. Yeah. Burnley. You called it. You called the, my the pick, two, uh, the, the double the, whammy you I, called. I, my pick last last Friday, I said, Burnley won't just win. They'll thrash Sheffield. They did. And on the Monday, Heckenbottom will get the sack. Bang on. 5-0 Burnley beat Sheffield United and we got the news this morning that Heckenbottom is being let go at Sheffield United. Chris Wilder is the favourite to take charge of the Blades there. That's another, that's a weird decision. I think Sheffield are poor enough as is and they've yeah. no chance of staying up. No, I don't think it's of much But hope. Chris Wilder, like his last job was at Hull for three months. Yeah, and it wasn't a success. No, it was sacked. So I, I, I think that's... I think it's a good. Like I said, I, th- I think this will be a kickstarter for Burnley. It, it'll th- definitely be interesting to see. They have a tough game. They have a tough game away. A tough game. At Wolves. Wolves have been brilliant this season, so I haven't them winning that. But I have that as a draw. You have that as a draw. I have that as a draw. I think they'll. I think they'll actually get enough there to get the draw. And Wolves. I don't think they're strong enough at the back to hold off Huang and Cunha. Yeah. yeah. And Belgard running through. That game Even from set pieces, I don't think like Craig Dawson, Kilman. I just. Don't, I think Wolves will be too. Never mind, actually, with the way Wolves been performing. I think they'll be too physically strong for mm. Burnley in that game, especially at home. It'll be interesting to see the reaction from getting a really, really good win. This Christmas period will define whether what you say about Burnley staying yeah. up actually happens or yeah. not. I do think they have enough. I do think they have enough in the way that they play football. Like, I think they showed against Sheffield. I do know it's Sheffield, but they yeah. clearly streets ahead of Sheffield. They did. So... I do think they have enough. They need a good Christmas. They can't be because they, they, they don't actually look great position at the minute in the table. They're a good four. They up points. up to nineteenth at least. Yeah, they got up. They're up but with the win, but but they they need to kick on and they need to try and get closer to that to that safe zone. I don't think yeah. we give Sheffield any hope at no. home to Liverpool. No, no, no. Chelsea, Bournemouth, on the other hand, in that relegation battle, it was another great result for them. Huge result, like and they were unlooking at to win. I seen today that in their last. Five games out of a possible fifteen points, they've got ten. I actually had them in our quarter reviewed that they'd go down, and I, I kind of regret it now. I said um, that if Iriola, if his football starts to click, they'll be yeah. fine, and it really seems like they're starting to really grasp that style of football that he's going for, and it's clicking. I think they've they have enough up front, and they still have the likes of, like Tyler Adams. He still has to come back and slot into that midfield. And what do you think of their chances away to Crystal Palace then? I have that as a draw. Well. I have that as a draw. I, I think, think I think they'll have enough to get a point they there. They should get a point yeah, there. Absolutely. If not, maybe Nick a win. Palace haven't been fantastic. But maybe. And in and, and to contrast who they were playing, Villa, they have a very, very interesting game. Bournemouth, I was looking at the stats of the game. Bournemouth wiped Villa. Villa, did they? They had Plus over two XG to Villa's zero point eight. They Villa like Barrett, they had individual brilliance is what got them back into that game. Watkins scored a great yeah. header at the end. So what do you think of Villa then welcoming City to the to Villa Park? Villa at Villa Park is a different They're a different story. animal, aren't they? They're brilliant there. It's it's because of their their ability at Villa Park that they're up there at the top four or five. But that game against Bournemouth may have been the first sign of conference league fatigue. Yeah. So that's one... We, we both reckon they're going far in that. That's one to keep an eye on. That's, they had a tough game at Bournemouth there. Now they have City coming. They're lucky that City don't look the best right now. Yeah. And Villa are fantastic at home. 
but it's it's a big test for them. They could they can definitely get a result. Yeah. But they'll have to be at their best and they'll have to shore up at the back for sure because Haaland will be coming hungry. Chelsea held off Brighton and going down to 10 men for the second half. Huge win. What did you think of the performance? I was impressed in the first half. So was I. I thought they were quite good. I, I thought impressed. Jackson really linked well. Jackson was linking well. The midfield was working well. Caicedo. Yeah. Fernandez seemed to be getting more forward. He had more yeah. of a license to get forward. He yeah. got his first two goals yeah. in the Prem. Um, Mudrick was bright. Yeah, I didn't think he showed much quality, but he was he was he was He's bright useless. though. He's always he's always a threat with him. He's always a threat. Mm. Um the ba- I thought Baddy Shield was really good. Yeah. Baddy Shield was good, Thiago Silva was good. Um Dezazi's slotted in the right back okay. Colwell, I like Colwell, he's yeah. good. But um it's in the, it's again, it's another cheap sending off that put them in trouble. Sorry. Who do you think will take that Gallagher slot now against Man United? I think the big question is who's going to take the armband. I think all those Reese James back. It was only it was two yellows. He got sent off. It wasn't it? so he'll be back. back. Who will take the Gallagher yeah. role? Probably Palmer in the ten. Do you think he'll probably put? That's a very. He'll probably put Enzo and Caicedo more sitting, and then yeah. Palmer in the ten. But then, with you can go at this United team. There's space. Like Cole Palmer could have there. a field day. Yeah, I know there's pockets, huge pockets. It Palmer on Manu, two young English talents going yeah. at each other. Yeah. Palmer will have space in there and he could cause trouble without a doubt without a doubt and um, what do you think of Brighton? again they just don't look themselves they don't look their usual bright inventive selves yeah. it nearly looks like they're huffing and puffing yeah. trying to get the ball into they dangerous they, they, areas they had a weak start in 11 in fairness they have injuries like they had Matoma and Lewis Dunk who, is out as well which Dunk is a big out. Gross didn't start stuff like that yeah but at the end of the game, they had their full-fledged lineup, and I thought they got the better at Chelsea, even though, even though yeah. Chelsea did have 10 men. That was natural. With but they just couldn't get the goal. Matoma was good when he came on. I liked very, Matoma very was dangerous. very dangerous. That's, like, the likes of Matoma there, he, he between himself and Ferguson, they's, they're the most likely to be the two yeah. next on the conveyor belt out there. Yeah, 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 definitely. For big fees. I struggle to think where both of them will go. I think Ferguson will just go to one of the big clubs in the Premier League. But who? But he's not who ready yet. Need he, a striker, not, though. Yeah, but he's not ready yet. Like he's not going anywhere yet. No, he's not ready yet. But he'll go. He'll go. You'd be surprised with these teams. Maybe. Like they do. Sure. Look at look at Arsenal. Like Arsenal could 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 do with him in a year or two. Mm. You know, Haaland that'd be, be a good. Then. That'd be a good way for Arsenal to go is Ivan Tony for a couple of seasons oh, and then really? pick up Ferguson and he oh, Haaland won't be lasting hanging around for another two or three seasons not if they win everything he'll no, want to move already, no they've already won everything he'll be off to Madrid or Barca I mean they all will be I mean you could send them to Chelsea right now Spurs Spurs absolutely they, Spurs think, keep going and show yeah, bright sparks it could be the perfect stepping stone perfect. for his career so I really don't think there's an issue I think there will be plenty of clubs for Ferguson I just don't think he's there yet he's, and he needs to score Bit more consistently. Terms with Toma. Ah, uh, the same. I mean, he, he. I mean, I think he could be great for Arsenal. That's yeah, Arsenal in there. Even though they're Martinelli and Trossard, even though Trossard took in a bit. But I mean, yeah, Matoma could go anywhere. Matoma could go to. United. I thought. I thought for Matoma before before Doku signed. I thought he was a ready-made for, for City. City yeah, left yeah. winger. Even though he's a bit too exciting for City, but I'd have said the same about Doku. I'd have thought maybe United, but I think that had stunned Garnacho's growth. Garnacho, Rashford, United more need a right sider rather, yeah. rather than there's, a left. United need to get away from that sign the in left, left wingers. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't know. Do you think um, on Wednesday Brighton will beat Brentford at home? That could be a draw. Brentford have been poor away from home. They're mm. not the same side as they are at home. I, I fancy Brighton. I think Brighton will get the three points there. It's a nice game. Brentford will be tough. Brentford at least. Brentford will sit down, sit back and it'll allow Brighton to pop the ball around and try and be in the inventive team that Deserby wants them to be. So that could end up being the perfect game for them to go out and express themselves. Of course, each the start of each game week, we, I the do picks. my picks of the week. I was, my worst week was last week. It was one from three. Yeah, so the poor, first week but that I, you, were, you had a flu. You were under the weather. I was, yeah, and, I, and that's my excuse. But I, I went from three from three the first week Two from three the second week, one from three the first week. So, this is so you're on a gradual decline, is what you're trying to say. Gradual decline. So, basically, all of these are going to be wrong. So, this is redemption. This, week. No, yeah, no. No, this it's is redemption. redemption week. I fancy it. Wrong. I, 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 do you know what, though? I actually found it very difficult 
to pick three this week. They're tough games. They're like, really, they're really tough games. Tough games. There's a lot of beating games. Premier League games, Christmas. I found it very tough with to the pick schedule this week. and everything. You never know. Some the, managers will rotate. You never know. I found it pretty difficult to pick this week. I, um, I'm going to start. I have a few lays. Like I think a really, really good one is my first pick, and it's Villa away at home to Man City. Fancy but Villa. I'd, I'd more so go lay in City. So okay. if it's a draw, you still you still get your money. So yeah. I I I don't think City will get three points there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's my own opinion. That's that'll be my first pick. If you've got a big set of balls on you, go for the Villa win. You go oh completely. If you if you look down and you see an awful lot, then I'd go for the Villa win. My second pick is a Spurs home win at West Ham. I think Spurs will beat West Ham. That's good. That's a very very interesting game. <coughs> And the re- <coughs> Spurs are really good odds because of all the injuries. Yeah, they haven't won a game. In They've four been good games. at home too. They've been really good at home, and they haven't won a four games. So they're really, really good odds. I go Spurs. I think Spurs will do it against West Ham. I think they'll smother West Ham. Interesting. Yeah. I hate my third pick. Okay. I absolutely despise it. Like why? And the reason I've gone with it is because both teams are essentially the same odds. The odds are just too good. They're seven. They're seven to four. But it's the same as the City one. I'd nearly go with a lay. I'm going to back United. To beat Chelsea at to home. To beat Chelsea at home. Both of them are essentially the same. United are good odds at home. I mean, Chelsea are... It's, 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 it is it's a roll of the dice. You don't know what you're going to get. United do tend to get the job done at home. They do. And Chelsea don't away. And yeah. I just feel like... As we've said before, Chelsea seem to match the level of their opposition. Yeah, and if Chelsea let manage to be poor with United, yeah, yeah. I think United it probably will get a good. Goal. The messier the game, it probably suits United yeah. more because they can just ping a ball in behind to Garnacho or Hoyland or yeah, I think just get Bruno in and ping them. And like I don't say that with much confidence. Chelsea haven't beaten. United. But again, that game could easily be Chelsea get an early goal. United, oh, without a doubt, the stadium turn yeah. like that stadium could yeah. turn very hostile think- as well. Ten Hag will try and correct what went wrong at Newcastle. That's why my point I said, I think Poch would have wished that, that we had that performance against him. Yeah. I think the corrections will come. They'll have to or else there'll be issues. Uh, Chelsea haven't beaten United at Old Trafford in the league since Sir Alex Ferguson was there. I mean, yeah, Chelsea just don't have a very good record against Man United in the league. I think... With both of them being the same odds, with United, even though both have a very poor start. Yeah, United, those, United clearly been better this season. Yeah, I still think in those in those sort of situations, I'd be more inclined to go with the home team. Exactly. I always and it's hard to see I always Chelsea go that way. win it. Yeah, so even if if it's a draw, you're okay, you're safe. It's hard to see Chelsea win that game. Yeah, as much as I hated United last week, and I went with them and lost, but yeah, I'm gonna go with them again, and it's probably gonna be my last time. I have to do me dirty again. We'll do a quick fire through the... I'm going to go through all the Through fixtures. the games, yeah. Wolves at home to Burnley. I see that as a Wolves win. I said it. I think they're yeah. going to be too physically powerful for them. I think Burnley will get the point there. Luton at home to Arsenal. It's a big game. It's another big test for Arsenal in their title race. You've been pretty bang on with how, Ar- how yeah. Arsenal are going about their wins. Recently. Yeah. I think, I think Arsenal definitely have enough... Luton will put it up to them. It'll be a it'll be a dog fight, but I think Arsenal have the quality and could win by say a two nil or a, mm. a two nil probably for Arsenal. I have Arsenal winning that as well. Brighton at home to Brentford. I have Brighton. I'm gonna back Brighton as well. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. I think. Especially with Brentford's away record, it's not good. It's not good, and Brighton will have a bit of space to express themselves. I think it'll suit them. Crystal Palace and Bournemouth at Sellers Park. I'm going to go for a draw. I have a, I have a draw there as well. Bournemouth are in good form. Palace at home. They can be tough. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth's defence could be a bit leaky. So the likes of Elise, if Eze is back. Yeah. Edward can score. It could be, could be goals in the game. It could be, could go anyway. I'm going to go for a draw, yeah. Fulham at Craven Cottage against Nottingham Forest. Forest don't seem to have it in them at the minute. And Fulham seem to be getting better going forward. So I'm going to go for Fulham. I have that as a draw. I don't think Forrest have been that bad this season. Results have dipped recently. I don't see... I said this to you, I don't see the manager under two here. Where's Forrest, where's Forrest getting the goals though with Omni gone? I think I think Alanga can get it. I, he is the real danger in those three up front. Fill the void of Owen <coughs> Doesn't mean he has to get the goals even though he has been of late. I think he's going to... He can create. He'll get an assist. I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Okay. 
Sheffield United at home manager bounce against Liverpool Liverpool win I think it's Liverpool easy win. enough I, I think Sheffield don't have it for them Liverpool have too much firepower for that shaky Sheffield defence and they'll be nervous because they've they've had a few hidings in the last yeah. and especially at home Sheffield tend to have a few hidings like they lost yeah. that big loss to Newcastle was yeah. at home the big loss to Bournemouth was at home Yeah. so yeah Villa versus City I want to go for a Villa win but I don't think they'll have enough to get over the line I think it'll be a draw I have that draw as well but I, I think if well. Villa turn up and they get the crowd on side they can definitely cause an upset there but I'll go for a draw Old Trafford Man United Chelsea oh it's such a tough one all day I've been kind of going I think United will do it but now I'm like mm. they're just so the two the two of them they're so hard you can't bank on either of them no so as I say I'm going to go with the home team I'm going to go with United win I'm going with a messy messy United yeah I think that game goal. could be that game has potential to be chaos yeah it could be one all, nil nil, three all, four three. It could, it could be, anything. be anything. Going on to Thursday, Everton at Goodison Park against Newcastle. Huge game for both, especially Everton. They'll need the crowd on side, but Newcastle are used to hostile atmospheres. I think that a draw could be the best bet there. I have a draw as well. I think that's a good few draws this week. We normally yeah. don't have this many. And finally, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Spurs versus West Ham, London Derby. I've been impressed with West Ham last few games, especially Kudus. I think Kudus has brought them their level up a notch. Taking Antonio out of the team has definitely made them more creative and more exciting to watch. But I think Spurs will have too much going forward and they'll get a good home win and get back on the get back on the winning streak. Yeah, I think Spurs was mother West Ham there. I think the I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable Spurs win. Maybe two goal margin. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much again for listening and we will see you after this game week on Friday for, for another review another preview review hybrid. Preview. Yeah, huge so it's, it's just games every week. So, we'll see you Friday guys. Thanks so much again. 